Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Well, I'm excited to do this show with you today. Hello and welcome to Wiggins America. This is going to be a good one because it's partially a year in review. Everybody does year in review at the end of the year, at the end of December. So I decided I'm going to do my year in review at the beginning of December and beat everybody out of the gate. See, it's just like the Iowa primaries and the Iowa caucuses that are trying to be upended by Joe Biden. What's going to happen is you got the house of cards that's going to collapse. <laughs> that's that's what we're hoping for here with Wiggins America is doing the year in review a little bit early. So let me tease a little bit. Well, let me explain actually what I just said. <laughs> if you didn't know that news item, it probably was confusing. Joe Biden is trying to make Iowa uh, way down, push Iowa way down the list on the list of states that decide the presence. So the Iowa caucuses would no longer be the first state to decide who they wanted to pick for president, at least on the Democrat side. <clears throat> he wants to actually push New Hampshire down too and make South Carolina the first state, then Nevada and New Hampshire simultaneously second. Anyway, that's the news item. That's what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to with the show, though, is that coming up in the next segment, I'm going to have the publisher of the book that made huge waves this year, The Real Dr. Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, The guy who published the book and helped, I think, kind of put it together with Robert Kennedy uh, was on our show, and Roy, old Roy and I interviewed him. He had read the book already at that point. I had not. Uh, so I was coming in cold. He was coming in with a lot of knowledge about it. And I thought with between the two of us, we'd have a good interview. And I think we did. Uh, so that's going to be up next. And it's just a reminder, as Fauci is kind of fading from the news and deliberately trying to get out of the limelight, now that Republicans are going to take over the House, it's, it's a good look back at what this guy has done, not just in the COVID era, because that's what this book is exposing, is this guy has been corrupt for a long time and has held this position since the 80s. So he's been able to do a lot of things to the medical industry in the United States for decades, and nobody knew his name until just the last couple years. So stick around. That's next. It's a very, very good interview. 
After that, uh, we are going to talk to Missy Robertson of Duck Dynasty. And we, when we did the interview originally, uh, we kind of mi- missed her connection a few times. And so I ended up joking around with her about that and about why she was missing the interviews because she suddenly found out that she was going to be adopting a child. And that, <laughs> so now that adoption is done, but that was going on when we were doing the interview and uh, got to just sort of see what life is like for. Uh, one of the biggest, well, well, most well-known families, at least, in the country outside of politics. So that was cool. So we're going to replay that. And then I'll tell you what the next hour is in the next hour. You'll just have to stick around because I've got some cool stuff planned for that, too. In the meantime, uh, a really great story. Something that I wanted to celebrate because this is what you're supposed to do. Uh, I'm supposed to read a story like this, and then you're supposed to celebrate this. Uh, and I'm not telling you how to react, but that's that's what is expected of you. So here's the headline. First ever cohort of attorneys who are transgender to be admitted to the U.S. Supreme Court bar. The National Trans Bar Association co-chair Kristen Browd will step to the podium as the US, at the U.S. Supreme Court today. This was Wednesday. And move the admission of a group of 10 attorneys to the group of those admitted to practice before the Supreme Court. These 10, all members of the NTBA, which I think stands for National Trans Something Association, (laughs) will be the first ever openly transgender attorneys ever admitted to practice before the nation's highest court. And I want to pause, and amidst all of the, the holiday bustle, you know, a word we use so often, bustle. I want to acknowledge that this is something that we should celebrate. There are 10 attorneys who dress like girls, and they have been admitted to the U.S. Supreme Court Bar Association. I, I don't, I, it's, it's times like this that you look back and you go, thank you so much for what we've been able to accomplish because before, if you wanted to dress up like a girl, the bar association would have been like, whoa, no way. But now, if you're a boy and you dress and you put a dress on, now they're like, yes, yes. So it's it's accomplishments, it's milestones that we should be celebrating like that. And I don't even know the status of the genitals. I mean, they could have lopped them all off. And if so, then we really should celebrate them. We should probably ask each one of them individually, what did you do about your genitals? Because that makes a difference too. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, I've been excited all morning and uh, teasing Roy about how, how nervous he's going to be to talk to the publisher of the real Anthony Fauci. Tony Lyons is on the phone with us. Thanks for being here, Tony. Thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about uh, just some of the, the big things that I know about the book. Now, I have not read it. Roy has, and I wanted to do this that way because uh, I know about the book. I know about the sort of the cultural phenomenon that is the real Anthony Fauci. And this book has been, against all odds, a bestseller, right? Yeah, I mean, the book was censored in every conceivable way. So... Uh, if you'd like me to go through some of the ways, I, I can do that. But, Please do, yeah. So, sure. So, you know, when the book first came out, um, it was selling really, really well, and it did not get a re- review in any newspaper in the country. So it was totally, there was just a total media blackout. So, and then it was not carried in major bookstores. Barnes and Noble didn't have copies of it. None of the privately owned stores were, were carrying it. Uh, you were not allowed to advertise for it on any big tech platform. The New York Times refused advertising for it. And, you know, then there was a whole series of more than a dozen hit pieces against the author, just going at him in every way that they could, not even mentioning the book, but just trying to discredit the author um, Tony, let me let then, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How do you think that happens? Is it is it these people colluding with each other, or is it one person saying, "You know what? I'm afraid to do this," and everybody just kind of does the same thing? So I believe that they are colluding, and that the sort of disinformation bureau that the government was thinking about putting in place, and then you know uh, claims to have been canceled. I think that that's actually been in place throughout the pandemic and that they've all been coordinating together Mm. to sort of uh, stifle what they consider to be or what they claim is misinformation. But basically, misinformation is just anything that they disagree with. It's anything that doesn't follow a very specific narrative. And that narrative is not just it, 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 it's not just a political narrative, it's actually a, a corporate narrative. So it's it, it seems to be geared 
towards helping big pharmaceutical companies maximize their return on investment at the expense of public health. And that's actually what the real Anthony Fauci is all about. It documents 50 years of corruption at the highest levels of the U.S. government. So the idea that the government claims that Bobby Kennedy saying that they're corrupt is misinformation, but they don't have to respond to it in any way. I mean, that's that's a terrible thing. That's un-American. And, you know, in a democratic country, when a serious person who brings out a serious book that has blurbs from doctors and scientists, even a Nobel Prize winning scientist, um, you know, this is a book that has 2,194 citations. So the government shouldn't be allowed to just claim that this is misinformation, send letters to big tech companies, have have private meetings with big tech companies trying to get them to censor this book and lots of other books and to deplatform doctors and scientists. I mean, this is this has to be uh, a, a planned and cohesive sort of program to stifle dissent. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Roy. Tony. This is Roy here. Um, I did. I read the book, and I um, was fascinated and angered and and everything else by it. Um, I wanted to ask you: Have you found that the um, the pushback on the on the book and on the and on the author specifically? It, it seems to me you're kind of getting hit by all sides because he's. He's going against the um, the talking points of the left, the right. Historically, uh, Robert Kennedy's got a reputation among conservatives as being too liberal, uh, and he's not liberal enough for the other side. So, I found with a lot of my friends on the conservative side, they're not even willing to give the book a chance because it's written by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Have you found that you're you're not finding friends on on any side here with this book? Well, so I get your point, but I think that you know what you have to look at is that this is a book that's the most censored book in recent history in this country, and yet it's still sold more than a million copies. So people clearly are buying it. I don't think a lot of people on the left are buying it, but clearly some are. So I would have to guess that the lion's share of the people reading and buying this book are conservatives. And, you know, I actually think that the fact that Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, has been a Democrat all of his life gives more credibility to it on the right because they say, well, here's a guy who isn't trying to make money off his agenda. He is going against his own party. Why would he be doing this? If he isn't making money, if it doesn't follow his sort of lifelong political views, then he must be doing it because he really believes it, because he thinks this is where the facts lie. This is what they prove. And, you know, he isn't in the end left or right. He's anti-corruption. He's anti-government corruption and corporate greed. And that sort of transcends 
political party because we all should be against corruption. We're talking with Tony Lyons. He is uh, part of Skyhorse Publishing, and he is the publisher of The Real Anthony Fauci. So let me ask you this. We're talk about some of the actual claims in the book because that's where the rubber meets the road. Some of those that I'm reading here, and Roy's probably you know got way more than I do here, but just one of them, the headline, uh, royalties totaling $350 million were paid secretly to 1,700 pro-vaccine scientists. Now, when I say that, uh, I have a check on myself that says, now make sure we're talking about facts here, but I'm talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. saying these things. The dude's plugged in. I mean, this is these are big claims made in this book. It is This is must be why it's censored so much. Sure. I mean, at the very least, you know, in a... I mean, in a, in a fascist country, the government can do all kinds of terrible things. They can collude with, with big corporations to extract money, you know, from the people. But in a democratic country, when somebody claims that, when a, when a well-respected, serious person spends a year of their life researching this corruption, and then the only response from these incredibly powerful people. I mean, if if Dr. Fauci could defend himself, if he had a better argument, if he could prove that the allegations in this book weren't true, why wouldn't he do that? So, you know, that's a fascinating question. And it's it's also fascinating to kind of look at the fact that he's being accused of making a ton of money through his corruption. Nobody's claiming really that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is making money. He's doing this because he believes it. He's doing it based on principle. So, you know, there's a funny little story. Somebody from the New York Post called me, and then I asked them to email me. And they, you know, they were trying to dig around and find out how much money Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was making on the book. So I emailed them back all the numbers of, you know, how many copies the book had sold. And at the time, it was something like 880,000 copies. But I said very clearly to them, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. isn't making one penny on this book. He's donating every cent of it to charity. So they still ran the headline that they probably decided on beforehand, Mm -hmm. which was that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. makes millions on his anti-Fauci book. So you see those kinds of claims coming from, from all sides where the American people is being fed these narratives that are just not true, not about Bobby Kennedy, not about Fauci, and, you know, not about the facts behind the pandemic response. Tony, Roy has another specific question about something he had read in the book. Yeah. uh, One thing that, that struck me with this book is that a lot of the, 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 the negatives that, you, that you've heard about it, like you've mentioned, um, focus specifically on, on Dr. Fauci and the, and the pandemic. But there's so much more in this book uh, that, that's fascinating in terms of, of, again, like you said, corporate corruption and governmental corruption and attacks on democracy. And um, is, is there something that as a fan of the book, as someone who's read it and I'm talking to other people getting, trying to get them interested in it, um, is there a way from your perspective to talk about this book as being more than just, you know, a, a jumping on the, the bandwagon of let's attack Anthony Fauci. It's, it's, there's much more information in there, 
how do we talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say that to a great extent, what this is, a, this is a book that looks at the collusion between government and big corporations of big pharmaceutical companies where they work together at the expense of the American people and at the expense of public health, both in the United States and all around the world. And they do it just for the money. So this is not about politics. This is about the agencies of government being captured by the companies that they're supposed to regulate. And that has nothing really to do with Fauci or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It has to do with a, with a system that doesn't work, that's been destroyed, and that has been co-opted to just make money. And, you know, we've all heard of, of you know, decades and decades of, of lobbying and of, and of advertising to sort of extract as, as much money as possible from the American people. But I think that what this book shows is the extent of that corruption, that it's sort of gotten to a point where it's a breaking point, where the American people are beginning to understand what's going on. And so the idea that the most censored book in America sells more than a million copies and that people are, you know, abandoning lots of the big tech platforms and flocking to platforms where they think there really is still some freedom of speech and, and where, you know, there's so many stories of well-respected doctors and scientists who are kicked off Twitter, kicked off Facebook, kicked off YouTube, because there's only one narrative that is allowed. And that's the narrative that maximizes corporate return on investment, that that's what the country has come to and that we need to sort of get rid of the public health system as it works now. And we have to recognize that Dr. Fauci and people like him are actually working for the pharmaceutical companies and that the CDC is kind of working for the pharmaceutical companies. And, and that, like you said, that really does transcend Fauci because it's a system that's been put in place. So if you get rid of Dr. Fauci, there's going to be somebody else. Tony, as we close things out here, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, just as we close things out, what I hear you saying, and if we're going to take away any hope from, you know, all the information that we're talking about, but especially what's in the real Anthony Fauci by RFK, is the hope that this era that we've lived in, and we're still living it, I mean, we haven't come out of this thing yet, and I'm not just talking about COVID, I'm talking about, you know, collusion, all the things you're talking about. That, that there are a lot of people, and it transcends left and right, there are a lot of people right now who are waking up to things that have been going on in our government and beyond for a long, long time. Definitely. I mean, you are seeing millions and millions of hits on shows that have real dialogue, where you can have a real discussion about what's going on versus this sort of deplatforming that's taken over any kind of dissent in this country. Tony Lyons, thank you so much for your time this morning. He's with Skyhorse Publishing. They were willing to take a chance on the real Anthony Fauci. I'm so glad you did and so glad you could make it this morning. Thanks so much. All right. As we said before, 
Old Roy and I recommend the book. We recommend the real Anthony Fauci. I'm saying that just from what I've heard about it, but a lot of that is from you. So I appreciate the fact that you were willing to sort of sink your teeth into it and put the time into it. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's very informative. Like I said, it talks about a lot of things beyond just COVID uh, that are that's eye opening and infuriating. But uh, it's a lot of good information. I highly recommend it. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. On the phone with us, Missy Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame. Missy, did you ever think you'd be famous? Oh, goodness, no. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I was a shy little kid from a small town and a preacher's family, so absolutely not. Well, I appreciate you doing the interview today because I understand as you're standing there doing this, you're you're holding a baby, so you're kind of in the the foster world right now or something along along those lines. Yes, I guess that's the best way to explain it. Um, I am holding him. He is precious, and I just fed him. So if you start hiccuping, I'm just going to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> oh, there he goes. But, um, yeah, he his mom was in uh, one of our ministries that Jason and I had kind of um, worked with over the years. And, honestly, we haven't seen or heard from her in a while and just kind of got a call out of the blue a couple of weeks ago that, she had had a baby, and she was in a place where she could not 
physically take care of him. And our names popped into her mind. She said she started praying about it. And um, the hospital called us. And it was kind of, uh, I would say, not the best timing if you were going to ask me. But the Lord knows way more than we do. And Jace, I asked him, he said, I think this is amazing and we should do it. By, the, by we meaning me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the one that's taking care of him mostly, you know, right now. But we decided to do that, and he's already been a super huge blessing to our family. It's just so interesting to hear you say that because people who know you, they know the name, they know the Robertsons, you know, from TV and from all the podcasts and things you guys do. But. You know, there's an image that you guys are normal people, but when I'm talking to you now, it's like, oh, no, you're actually normal people. You, 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 you're you, doing this because you went to church with somebody who was in need. Well, look, I mean, it, it was nothing that we planned for sure. And sometimes God gives us so many great opportunities, and we were taking advantage of that with this, with this book, this children's book that I was asked to write with Brave Books. And I'm literally marketing this book, sweet little book, about unconditional love of a family, fathers and mothers to their children, and how it mirrors what God has done for us, what the Father did by sacrificing His own Son for us, that unconditional love. And this call happens. And later I told Jace, I said, this would, if, if we would have said, which I think it would have been okay if we would have said, you know what, we're, we're at a point in our lives, we can't do this. We physically can't do it either. We're in the middle of marketing a book, and Jace is, is filming for a new television show, and I have a grandbaby in Tennessee that I would really like to spend time with. This is just not a time for us. But I told him that would have been the exact parable of the, of the Good Samaritan, and we would have been the ones passing on the other side of the street saying, we're too busy to talk about unconditional love than to actually go and act it out. Yeah, and the and book, I, right. I was going to say, the book is that. called yeah. Because You're My Family. So, yeah, I mean, it really yes. does It really does fit the circumstance that you're talking about. Would you, let, me, let me ask you this, though. Is there guilt for passing up opportunities like that? Because we're all faced with so many of those things. There's so many needs in the world. That how do you decide what is worthy and what's not of your time, you know? <laughs> a lot of prayer. We have I have thought many times over the past few years about how many opportunities that we have let us pass by, but we you can't you can't settle in the guilt of that or or you'll be feel guilty all the time because there's always things that you can be doing for and with other people. But you do the best you can. We're human, we're flawed, we make mistakes, we have you know, judgment calls that we have to make. But if we're in walking in the spirit and walking in the light and we're constantly having that communication with our father and our creator, you know, I mean, you just got to go with it. If, if, if you feel like the spirit is prompting you to do something, then I say take a chance and do it. You're never going to go wrong if you're trying to be led by your decisions, by what you feel like is the best spiritual place that you can do it. And Jason and I have always tried to do that. We have not always succeeded in that, but we've always tried to make decisions based on how it will help um, our spiritual life, the kingdom grow, and someone else's spiritual life. This is definitely one of those decisions. Yeah, Missy Robertson, of course, of Duck Dynasty fame, on the phone with us. Let's talk about the books. It's called Because You're My Family. So is this kind of an allegory? And if so, can you kind of explain what that means? 
Well, so the book itself is just a fictional book, and it's part of the larger series that Brave Books did, and it has the characters. This is the ninth book, and so you kind of get to know these characters before you get to my book, but Little Valor is a tiger who was adopted by lion parents, so that's covered in one of the previous books, but what he does is just what we've been talking about. He messes up. He disobeys even, and he runs away from home, and the storms of life come, and he has to be rescued by his parents. I actually have to save his life, bring him back into the warm home, safe environment, and this idealistic conversation takes place where little Valor asks his dad, why did you save me when all I've done is pout and disobey today? And the dad looks at him and says, I don't love you because you obey me. I love you because you're my son. And that is a super idealistic conversation that I'm not sure I ever really had with my kids. They're all grown now. And I thought I wish I would have been given this opportunity to have these conversations with my children. And, uh, you know, we're, we're living real life. And that's an idealistic view. But if we can find somewhere in the middle, it would benefit all of us. And the earlier, the better. Yeah, and there absolutely is that allegory that I was just talking about. Because You're My Family, the name of the book, it's from Brave Books. I was looking over a cop. I I read the whole thing, very much enjoyed it. Uh, What age range (laughs) would you say this is for if people want to pick it up? I would say four, ages four to ten, okay. because, um, I mean, well, actually, I mean, the adult, I love it as well. Yeah, I like it, it has too. such a great, yeah. great storyline, and the, and the illustrations are so beautifully done. It, another point, side point, if you want to get your kids off a screen, off an iPad, try these books out because they are beautifully illustrated and will, and will keep their attention for sure. But in the back of the book, there are these activities. It's called the Brave Challenge. And there's multiple activities, multiple games to play, multiple questions and, and conversations to be had. So you can make this more of a project instead of just one simple little storybook for your kids. You can make it like your week, kind of your goal for the week is to talk about this and have a different activity each week. Bring Bring family game night back with these books because you can definitely do it in a really fun and interactive way with your children. Missy Robertson on the phone with us. And before we run out of time with you, I just wanted to ask because as I'm reading this and it's from Brave Books, you know, they've done, I would say, concert or traditional values books in general. But as I'm reading this, I'm thinking this is a book about family. This shouldn't be considered a, a, a divisive topic. You know, this doesn't feel oh goodness, like. I should hope not. <laughs> no, no. I, but, but you don't see. I mean, I've got kids who are seven, seven, and four. So, right in that age range that you're writing the book to. Oh, yeah. We read Perfect. a lot of books to them. They're, they're avid readers, they're very good readers. Uh, I mean, the four year old's just getting to where he can start to read words. But, um, yeah. but they do love books. And so, we've read a lot with them. I don't see this message being conveyed in modern books. If I go back 20 years, it's a common message. But now it's, it's just surprising to me that this is considered a quote-unquote conservative value. <laughs> that is kind of sad. Isn't that it? That is really sad if you put it that way, for sure. Well, you know, because our culture right now, it's so divisive in terms of the cancel culture. If you say something I don't agree with or if it hurts my feelings, you're out. I'm done. Mercy is gone. Forgiveness is gone. Patience is gone. Well, all of that is encompassed in love. If you truly love your neighbor, 
it, you're going to expect the mercy and, and the patience and the compassion from them if you did something that may have hurt someone's feelings. Why are we so quick to cut that off from everyone else? We expect it. We should give it. And that's really where it all comes down to. Love encompasses all of that. Missy Robertson, thank you so much for your time. The book is called Because You're My Family. Where do you recommend people pick it up? They can go to bravebooks.us and pick up the whole series. If they, if they subscribe to the whole series, they get my book for free. Cool. Missy, thank you so much for yeah. your time this morning. God bless you and your family and everything you're doing thank right now. You. Well, let's talk about this so-called infighting within the GOP that I think is uh, very interesting. It's, it's one of the things that, of course, we're conservative talk. We're St. Louis's home for, for conservative talk. So this is something that's going to play out in dramatic fashion over the next couple of years. Maybe. I mean, if, if DeSantis doesn't run, then there's not really going to be much drama. It's going to be Trump. Um, but I think there is a... People are trying to hype this infighting within the Republican Party. And I, I don't think that they're wrong, actually. I think that there is, there's a lot of hype around it, and it's, it's correct. There is infighting within the Republican Party. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. The uh, <clears throat> Democrats will, of course, try to frame this as uh, chaos and, and so forth. Well, the same thing's happening within the Democrat Party. The opposite is true of the progressives, the far left, and the not necessarily moderates, but the leftists that are just kind of institutional people. Well, that same thing's happening on the right as well. You have the, uh, I don't want to call it the MAGA movement because it's really beyond Trump and it will continue after Trump even if it is Trump this time. But it's the America First, it's the, um, we'll call it that, we'll call it the America First movement on the harder right. And then you have, again, not necessarily moderate right, but the institutional right. And there are actually points, now I'm, I'm framing that as if I'm saying one is better than the other, but I think there are points that both are making that we should talk about. And this is something that I would love to hear back from you on. I think most people that are listening right now to this show on this weekend are probably going to be part of the America First movement. I would put myself in that category too. But what exactly makes one versus the other? I think that's a, that's a conversation worth happening. The America First movement is very much about, well, it's in the title. It's America First. It's uh, shutting down the borders, which are absolutely porous and ridiculous right now. And everybody knows that on both sides. Um, but it's also economic and putting, you know, putting our interests ahead of others. It's social, though. I think that's the biggest difference between the institutional model and the, the, the middle right and the far right is that the America First movement is willing to talk about things like abortion, about transgenderism, about pushing that on kids, whereas the the sort of play it safe right is not willing to do that. And I think that's that's one of the biggest dividing lines between the two. And that's why it's very interesting that the America First movement seems to be still behind Trump and the institutional Republicans that I talk to, because we, we talk to both and some are kind of split down the middle, they seem to be behind DeSantis. Now, those two candidates, th that's not a Romney. You know, it, this isn't 
This isn't Trump versus Romney. That would seem to be middle versus far right. But DeSantis is not Romney. DeSantis is actually closer to Trump, at least in policy and and somewhat in personality, in that he can be combative and he's not afraid to go after things, especially social things. So that it's it's strange that the institutional right has gotten more behind DeSantis. You know, you've heard about the McCarthy meeting and the Paul Ryan meeting pre-election. Well, then the fact that he ran away with that election, I almost said erection. Oh, I did say it. Uh, The fact that DeSantis ran away with that Florida governorship, we'll say that to be safe, um, it made it much more likely that he's going to run. So I share this news with you right here before we get to the bottom of the hour here, should I say top of the hour, end of this hour, that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, you may have heard this already, is set to publish a memoir next year, as in a couple months from now, which increases speculation that he will run for the White House. It definitely did that. When I saw this news item, I said, "Uh uh-oh, he actually might run. Because that's what people do. They release a book before they run. His is called The Courage to Be Free, Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival, which is a cool title. I'd actually like to read that book about how Florida and under his leadership uh, could be the blueprint. But it sounds like it's actually more about DeSantis than it is about his, his policies. I don't know. I mean, I haven't read the book. The book's not out yet. But it's interesting because I, I don't really see... I'll I'll stop and and just come away with this one point. If this were truly the outsider candidate being Trump, who I would be completely fine voting for again and having him as the candidate again, versus DeSantis, DeSantis, those two candidates are much closer in policy and personality than we're giving them credit for. Which means, this is (laughs) Peter Brady, which means that the America First movement has won. Now, there's still hangers on. There's still always going to be the institutional people, the people that never stop running for office and are really just in it for themselves. They feign conservatism, but when it comes down to brass tacks, they don't do anything about it. There are those people still. But I think we can be encouraged that the party has moved that if the institutional pick is DeSantis, that the argument for him is that he's more electable than Trump because people just gag at Trump now. That you could get a Trump without getting the name attached to it with DeSantis. The cool thing about that, again, here, I'm kind of summarizing, is that the party has moved to where even the institutionals understand that you need somebody like DeSantis who's a fighter, who will go into social issues and who will not back down against radical left, just disgusting stuff that they push on kids. You know, all that stuff that DeSantis has actually become somewhat famous for with the bills protecting kids in Florida, that he's very popular for doing so. He's winning the re-election very, very easily. That he's the guy. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. He may not even run. But the fact that he's put this book out it really increases that speculation, doesn't it? Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 